All right, one man is captivating the college football world, and it is not a player. Colorado head coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, is writing a story even Hollywood could not come up with on their own. They're at the center of the college football universe, and they are not slowing down one bit. Everyone, you already know, we've got a good show today. Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday morning. Welcome into Outkick the Morning. I am your host, Charlie Arnold, and I am so excited to not be here by myself on this Monday morning. It's very dreary here in New York City. It's raining outside. So I am joined by former NFL safety, Mr. Eric Coleman. Thanks for having me. Sporting your Jets green tonight, despite the fact that they lost. Even after a loss, I got to bring the bring the energy with the right. Bring the mood up. Oh, yeah. Okay. well, we, we love that. Uh, you know who is, is really experiencing probably the best of moods? Uh, it, it's not the Jets right now. They have a lot of things to be upset about. But uh, Colorado, Coach Prime, that whole program, I mean, wow. The excitement that is buzzing around the Colorado Buffs right now is out of control. And just yesterday, they survived a two-overtime shootout with in-state rival Colorado State. They won 43-45. to But, you know, it's not even just about the win. It's about the fact that this program... I just has so much buzz around it. What is it about Coach Prime and what he's bringing to Colorado that makes this season so ultra exciting? Well, Coach Prime is is the ultimate entertainer. When he played, he was he was prime time. He was catching putts, running them back. And the great thing about him is he's the guy who's going to tell you he's going to beat you. He goes out there and does it and celebrates in front of you. And I think that he brought that charisma to the University of Colorado. He's instilled the hard work in the players. They have the confidence now. Um, everyone wants to be a part of it. You see all the entertainers. You see, uh, you know, all, all the stars that want to come to the game. And whether you're a fan of Prime or not, you want to watch it because you want to see him fail or, or continue to win. Yeah, it's almost like a nightclub rather than a football game. I mean, he was all there. We had Lil Wayne was at the game. He did the intro. As they came I mean, out, he's rapping. right? That was amazing. I've yeah. never seen that in a football game. Well, and also we're just seeing all of the residuals that are happening as a result of Coach, Coach Prime being there. I mean, ticket prices have gone through the roof. Um, I think also just he alone, you know, he always wears the sunglasses. That's his signature look. He sold $1.2 million worth of sunglasses this weekend alone. The man is just great. He's amazing. He's amazing. And, and you know, another thing that I heard was uh, the first home game when they played against Nebraska, $18 million in revenue came to the Boulder area because of all the fans that came to come check out Colorado. Yeah, it's really exciting to watch. And we know everybody's talking about this. It's not just... Colorado fans. It's not just fans of Coach Prime. I mean, this has really become a news story that's making waves across the country for so many different reasons. And in fact, he's catching the eye of so many people that just last night, Coach Prime himself was invited onto 60 Minutes. Are, are you the change agent? Are you the ultimate change I, agent? I, I make a difference. I truly make a difference. I make folks nervous, man. I, I get folks moving in their seat. I get folks twirling their thumbs. I get them thinking and second-guessing themselves. You know, have you ever been so clean that you walked in and somebody looked down at you, then they looked at themselves, they had to check themselves because you were so clean? I have that effect. That's the vibe you're getting. I have that effect. (laughs) That was some good game right there, but God, that was good. Is that how you look at me? Like, where you're just like, wow, like, I don't even know how I'm sitting next to Charlie right now because she looks ridiculous. Yeah, I just got to go steam my shirt. Yeah. Make sure that I'm looking. looking I mean, that's, I feel like I am Coach Prime 
you know, in this in this studio. Well, that's the thing. Everybody wants to be that confident. Everyone yeah. wants to be that that flamboyant. And you know, you watch Coach Prime, and that's how you learn. Yeah, and you know, we were just talking about all of the things that have been happening surrounding this program. Merch sales up eight hundred nineteen percent from last season. I mean, 819% ridiculous. Instagram followers for the Colorado Buffs, more than tenfold. And season tickets, they've already sold out. And just, you know, if you're looking to go to a game, I mean, this isn't just something you pick up on the sidewalk anymore. No. I mean, these tickets are hard to come across. And when you do come across them, you're going to be shelling out a pretty penny. Yeah. And, you know, I called football games for the Pac-12 network, and I've called games in Boulder. And it was times where you can hear crickets in that stadium. And to see it now, to see all the energy, it's like one of the, the biggest shows going, the biggest tickets right now. And, you know, Coach Fryman is, when he signed with Colorado, they said, we're going to pay you this contract. We don't know. We don't have the money yeah. yet. We got to figure it out. Coach Fryman has definitely created a way to bring in more revenue to get himself paid. Well, we already know the transfer portal is going to be blowing up as a result. Everyone's going to want to be going to Colorado all of a sudden. So, you know, forget forget the Miamis, forget the teams out in L.A., you know, all these like people are going to be, want to be going to the Rocky Mountain State, which is pretty cool. Um, another team that we were ex- expecting sensational headlines from the season, your Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously not playing anymore this season he went down on that first drive or the first game of the season ruptured his achilles it was really unfortunate he already had the surgery and it was successful you know you saw he tweeted out the photo he said everything went well but now there's talk and you know everyone loves to hype these things up right i mean we we all realize especially you as, as a former athlete realizing that injuries take time to heal especially something like a ruptured achilles you can't rush back from something like that but now there's the idea of being floated in the universe that maybe Aaron Rodgers will be rehabbed and healed in time for the playoffs should the Jets make it that far. I mean, when you say this out loud, it's fun to think about, but no chance. Come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, an Achilles injury, that's, that's something that typically takes about a year uh, to come back from. Cam Akers, a guy who came back in, I think, half that time. And with Aaron Rodgers, being 39, he's still a young man. Yes, he's old in football sense, but... 39 years old, that's, a, that's you know, for an Achilles injury, that's a tough task to, to, to follow. And the biggest issue I have with that statement that you made is if the Jets are going to the playoffs. And they're going to have a very tough time making a playoff run with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I don't know if he's going to be worth coming back. Well, and also, how are you going to feel if you're Zach Wilson, like, in the chance you do lead your team to the playoffs? And they're like, hey, buddy, nice job. Thank you so much for being here. You killed it. But please step aside. Aaron Rodgers is back. And now that we're at this, you know, beautiful state in our season, yeah, you're done. Yeah, that, that would be tough to lead your team all the way to the playoffs only to. to get- I mean, I would be so offended. I would actually be like, I'm sorry. No, I am. I'm playing. And I don't care who Aaron Rodgers is. I got us here and I'm going to see us through. Like, that's what I would say. I would say that, too. But if the Jets make it to the playoffs, it might be in spite of Zach Wilson. Yeah. They'd be on the ground. Are we even? I mean, we're not going to be talking about the Jets in the playoffs. You think at this? Would you? Or do you think do they have enough talent so. on that team? They, to... they did create a lot of talent. They brought in a lot of talent. Their defense is well. Yesterday, playing against the Cowboys didn't look that great, but the defense is a top five defense. They added a lot of playmakers. They've got healthy on offense. I, I think if the defense plays well, the offense doesn't make a lot of mistakes like they did yesterday. They had four turnovers. Uh, the Jets did. If they keep from having all those turnovers. I think then Jeff give themselves a chance to win. Okay. Well, if you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. There's still a chance. Uh, you know, but it's really interesting because we're only two weeks into the NFL season and we've already seen a lot of quarterbacks suffer some pretty horrific injuries. Uh, we have Aaron Rodgers, of course, 
Uh, Joe Burrow, we just learned yesterday, tweaked his calf. We don't know what the timetable for his return is going to look like, but that's not good news for the Bengals, especially considering Joe Burrow just received the richest contract in league history at the quarterback position, uh, making, what, 152? Well, what was it? What was guaranteed for this year? It was something... Ooh, yeah, because it was... Yeah, so, yeah some, it, it was really ridiculous. Anyway, so A, that's really unfortunate. Um, and then Anthony Richardson for Mike Colts. I mean, not, not you know, as, as bad of an injury as the others, perhaps, because it um, is a shorter timeline to return. But going down with concussion yesterday, and I mean, there's already three quarterbacks who now we will not be seeing playing in week three of the NFL season. Yeah, it's tough. And that's why the league makes all these rules to protect the quarterback. They're one of the most important positions on the field. And when you look at the Bengals with Joe Burrow, he had this injury back in training camp, a right calf injury. The tough part about the calf injury is that's the the leg that he pushes off of to throw the ball. And, you know, they paid him, he's getting $55 million a year to go out there and quarterback these Bengals who everyone was talking about them competing with the Chiefs for AFC title. They're not looking good so far. They're 0-2. He's got a lot of weapons, and now they have to lean on Jake Browning, a guy that was on the practice squad the last four years, to lead that off. And it's so disappointing, too, for the rest of the team because as much as every every player's uh, position counts, right? I mean, you have to have them all out there to be successful, and everyone has to do their jobs. But without a strong quarterback, your chances of going far are are slim to none. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to say, oh, man, we're going to be great. You know, our defense is good. We're going to hold it down. But in the back of your mind, as yes. a defender, knowing that you're not going to put up a lot of points yeah. is very stressful. And you understand that you have to be damn near perfect to go out there and win a game. So it, it makes it tough on any team. Uh, there are some things, though, interestingly, interesting, interestingly, though, enough. There you go. I got that one out. Um, there are some things that athletes are doing. And I'm sure we're going to be seeing these athletes that have recently gone down with injuries doing to help themselves rehab and recover as quickly as possible. Uh, I want to see what your thoughts are on these different methods, because I know I use some of them. Okay, so one is infrared light waves. Oh, infrared infrared light waves are great. Uh, They help recirculate uh, all the blood throughout your body, help for cell recovery. Um, I I actually use it now. Oh, do you? Okay, Okay, so it says that it is a few things. Um, it's likened to photosynthesis in plants, and it can uh, promote speedier healing, al- among many other benefits, stimulating collagen growth, decrease inflammation, improve cognitive function. Um, and they, there's a bed, actually. Like, this is the most extreme form of the red light therapy. It's like a tanning bed, but it has red lights all the way through rather than UV lights, you know, to get tan. And um, it can cost $130,000. Uh, that's what it retails for. And you do a 15-minute session in there, and it's like a full-body experience yeah so have you ever laid in one of these beds before i've done the stand-up version uh, of this and you know as a former player yours your main concern is your head and for it to help cognitive for it to have a chance to help you your brain recover from all the trauma that you brought to it i'm all in so i've done it a few times and you know i I think i need to be more consistent with it to to feel the results because i haven't quite felt them yet so i have done the tanning bed thing before the red light bed uh i i have a place in new york today go for facials and what they do is afterward because it also helps to heal all of the infl- inflammation that has just been uh put onto your face you know you have all of the different little needles that are being poked in there you're being poked prodded but then it also just allows for full body healing as well so it was really interesting and then additionally i have a few other tactics that i use like i have a a mask, a red light mask that I put on at night right. um, to help with the co- like collagen simulation because, you know, that's one of the main components to keeping youthful looking skin is the collagen in your skin. So I use that. 
and then I actually have something that I put on my head. It's like a hat and it does red light therapy for your hair and it promotes hair growth. Used to get one of those. You know, I actually tried it. It didn't really work for me, unfortunately, but hey, I, I think I need to be more consistent. You, you, would, you need to be very consistent. Yeah, man, I see some little hairs uh, poking out of there soon enough. Uh, okay, so the next method uh, that athletes are using more is called thermal regulation. That's the overarching theme of what it's called, but it's ice baths. Ice baths, cryotherapy. Uh, this is actually linked to better athletic performance and heightened focus. Now, what's your experience with the cold plunges in the cryotherapy booths? Uh, ice bath is an absolute necessity as a football player, especially when you're in training camp. You literally can't make it to your second practice if you don't get in the cold tub. Uh, you, when you're in high school, when you're in college, they have the, the garbage cans. They fill them with ice and then add the water in. After after practice, you take off your pads, you jump in the ice bath. And as you get up in, in, in skill set and go up to the NFL, they have huge whirlpools where you can have like 20 guys. And you plunge, you try to get Set, up. Sounds world. like things could get interesting. 20 men in a whirlpool. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. The stories that you hear in that cold tub, that's where you get all the gossip in, in the cold tub. But uh, definitely a necessity. But now they're doing the cryotherapy chambers where yeah. it's like minus 220 degrees. You stand in there for three minutes and it's supposed to uh, speed up the recovery. But definitely a necessity. I'm a big proponent of, of the cold plunge. I feel like being in the in the bath with so many people would actually be helpful because you're talking and you're distracted yeah. from how uncomfortable you are because these <laughs> these temperatures of these cold plunges they get down to well i mean they range i think they get down into the 30s that's the most extreme of the extreme but upper 40s 50 degrees which people don't realize i mean it's frigid yeah it is, it is frigid in that first minute and a half you have to really you need something to distract yeah you. some guys will dip a towel into hot water and put it on their head i'm like you know your whole body is is in cold water yeah. right and so, but you do whatever you can to get through those first two minutes. Then after that, everything is numb and it's all good. Well, I actually want to brag for a second. I, the other week, was doing a cold plunge. I'm very good at the cold plunge. I, I don't know what it is, but my body just is not so affected by the cold, okay. which is interesting because I'm always cold. Like, you know, like I'm cold right now sitting here. But uh, I did 10 minutes and 15 seconds in the cold plunge. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's very impressive. That's impressive, right? You felt like a champ when you got out. Oh my god, I was. I mean, everybody in the spa was like, "Oh my god, you were insane! Like How did you just do that?" I'm like, guys, you're a legend, walking I, I a walking legend, a walking <laughs> spa legend. Uh, okay, our last tactic that athletes are using for speedier recovery is called magnetic energy, and what they do is they use it's called a pulsed electromagnetic magnetic field or PEMF. And it can trigger a biological response that recharges cells when they start to lose energy from stress or fatigue. So this is like different. There's a mat. You can sit in a chair. Have you ever used these where they send the currents up through your body? Uh, you know, actually, there, there was a, a therapist when I played for the Atlanta Falcons that would come the night before the games. And he had this. It was like a ring that he put around, huh? your, um, around your energy. Say yours, your neck. He put the ring around your neck and it would be that magnetic treatment and it would pulsate. And he said it would open and close your cells, bringing in oxygen. And it was Western medicine. Yeah. It hadn't really been approved um, out, out east, or excuse me, it was Eastern medicine. It hadn't been approved out west yet, but a lot of the players swore by it. Whenever you would have like a, a crick in your neck, it would really yeah. help. So I, I believe in it. Listen, I had a doctor once and he was, I actually still don't know how I feel about him. You know, like he just needs like a, a straight up black job. Yeah. Right. Like he had like the crazy hair and, and he would be like, melt into me. I am, I am, I'm a wall made of jello just, and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to go with it because 
I, I think I paid him 300 bucks an hour yeah. to work on my neck. So I was, I'm going to try to get every little last benefit out of this as I can. But anyways, he had one of these mats and he would have me sit on it when I got in, like when, before I started the session and I would sit on it for like 10 minutes. I don't know. I don't know if it worked. It's hard to tell, right? Right. I mean, there's so many different things that they're like, oh, this is great. It's working. But I, it's it's tough to tell sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, there, there's a lot of different things that um, that we do as as players. When when you're trying to keep your body in shape, you're trying to stay on top of your game. Uh, you know, I, I've done acupuncture and actually put electricity into the, the needles. Yeah. You know, just to get that stimulation into your muscles. We always got massage therapy before games. Uh, you know, you always try to do whatever you can to stay on point. And so if it's something crazy and it works, hey, so be it. Well, it was, it was interesting because yesterday I found this article and I'm really into all of this different recovery methods. Like it's, it's something that I, I just have gotten super into. And uh, right as I got on Instagram, I saw that Dana White had just gotten off of a long haul plane trip. They had been in Mexico over the weekend for UFC. And he put up that first thing he did when he got off the plane was get into the cold plunge and was using the sauna and i was like oh my gosh this is it just felt very coincidental that i was just thinking about this and then saw someone like dana white who has you know so much on his plate he's always moving he's uh probably got a lot of stress you know mentally physically uh the fact that this is the first thing he does when he gets off a plane probably shows just how powerful these different methods are so it's interesting yeah i mean you hear joe rogan talk about it as well talk yeah. about getting into the cold plunge and the benefits of it, it pulls to stimulate your mind, especially in the morning. Yeah. Uh, when you hop up, but yeah, the, the cold showers. Yeah. Tony Robbins uh, preaches the benefits of cold showers, and he says like it was just a whole a whole game changer for him. Yeah, I've gotten to the shower after a workout, and when it's cold, and it you know it definitely wakens your senses. Yes. Yeah. And you hop, you hop up pretty quick. Yeah, you get awake awake real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, now moving on uh, to. Unfortunately, a guy that is now probably having to recover from some allegations that were brought against him. Over the weekend, British comedian and actor Russell Brand was accused of rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse during a seven-year period. All this according to a joint media investigation published on Saturday. Now, these allegations come from four different women that say it happened between 2006 and 2013 when Brand was at the height of his fame. But here's the part that gets me. It's very interesting that now more than a decade later, suddenly... All these women are coming forward. So here's my question. Is there more to the story than potentially meets the eye? Because on March 3rd, Russell Brand appeared on Bill Maher's show and dropped facts about Big Pharma, the profits they made from the vaccine research that was taxpayer-funded, the military-industrial complex, and the banking industry. It went relatively under the radar until clips started getting circulated more and more on X. And now Brand is being accused of rape from as far back as 2006. So it seems like every time someone slightly deviates from the mainstream media narrative, they are suddenly bombarded with horrible accusations, such as the one that Grant is being presented with. This is the same pattern we saw with guys like Julian Assange, Donald Trump, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, just to name a few. Is it a coincidence? If you ask me, I, I say no way. Don't get me wrong, Russell Grant, very well, he could be guilty, but we just don't know because no trial has taken place quite yet. Though the media has already made sure that a singular narrative is being pushed to declare him a predator with the aim of destroying his reputation. Now, Brand wasted no time shutting down these allegations, and here's what he had to say. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. 
These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? In that contradicting evidence that Brand mentions also includes a story from a woman who claims she was reached out to by a journalist that helped to conduct this investigation against Brand, but because her story actually painted Brand in a positive light, the mainstream media didn't even include her in this bombshell documentary, which kind of shows that there is one narrative being pushed here. Obviously, there's a lot to absorb, but coordinated media attacks do exist. Uh, we've seen it happen before, and it looks like potentially Brand could be the latest victim. So, Eric, you know, all, all of these details combined, how it looks, what it could possibly be, yeah, how do you take it all in and, and break it down? Well, it's, it's scary. It's scary to think that something like this could happen. Yes, you know, rape, sexual assault are very serious allegations. And if they're true, then please, you know, make sure that you come forward with it. But it is very convenient that we went through a Me Too period. We went through all these this time. It's been over a decade since, since some of these allegations. And for them to come out now, after all this information has come out about Russell Brown, after he's, you know, put Big Pharma on the spotlight, for these allegations to come out now, it's it's, it's very scary. If they're not true, then it's... Uh, it's a tough situation. And it, all, it seems like it all happens at once, yeah, like right? It, 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 yeah, it's like an avalanche yeah. of accusations being brought against someone like Brand. And, you know, I just named a few other men who just in the past year or so have also been bombarded by similar accusations because they also were not afraid to push back against the narrative that mainstream media pushes. Yeah, it is tough, especially after you've been accused to, to get your reputation back. You know, he's been very upfront about his, his sexual experiences in the past. And, you know, he, he's a very upfront guy. He tells you how he feels. He doesn't pull any punches. And it's tough to get your reputation back after an allegation as serious as rape or sexual assault. And also what happens when, you know, we are giving women so much power and the media so much power to totally destroy someone's reputation without them having a platform or the opportunity to speak up for themselves and no there is no trial being conducted no so why are our people already completely bashing russell brand when we don't know what happened i mean these could be completely fabricated stories and then in that event when do we stop listening to people that decide to come forward more than a decade later when if there was something really bothering you would it have been something you would have brought brought up back then or someone at least a witness would have been around to be able to vouch for these stories it just seems like None of these facts are present and it it really drives me crazy because as a woman, I don't I don't like the fact that there are women that have the power to destroy a man like this uh, and so quickly. Yeah. And that's what makes it scary. You know, I, it just gives you a reason. If you don't like Russell Brand, now I'm just going to bury him in, in, in the dirt, whether you agree with him or not. I, I think that you got to go through due process. You, you have to have the trial. You have to have let him speak out and defend himself. Uh, before you just carry on with these allegations, maybe interview him, maybe interview some people that know him, some character witnesses, not just the negative. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we'll definitely be keeping up with this. Yeah. I'm sure that we'll be hearing more from Russell Brand. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if after a while, I mean, there's only so much, I think, when you know that you're not speaking the truth, 
you know, a lot of times we've seen these women in certain circumstances come back out and say, oh, never mind, I want to retract my statements or I'm going to change my story. So I would not be surprised if we see something similar here in this event as well. Yeah, I, I definitely hope so. You know, I hope so for Russell Brand, but for these women, you know, if, if they are victims, continue to, you know, to, to speak out. But yeah. if not, let's just keep it going. Well, there's a woman who loves to play the victim. I wouldn't actually call her a victim, but AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, completely out of touch with her policy pushing. Uh, she was out touting the evils of fossil fuels and how they must be destroyed. Uh, no one cares about your pointless climate agenda because there are clearly much bigger fish to fry in this country, like the out-of-control migrant crisis. So in the video, uh, there was a video of her talking to a crowd in New York City uh, earlier this past week, and you couldn't even hear AOC. All you could hear was people shouting and interrupting her, saying things like, close the border, you know, shut down this migrant crisis. And she's just so tone deaf to her own constituents because she isn't even concerned with illegals overrunning and ruining the city. And instead, she just wants their work permits to be accelerated so they can work. But explain to me, this is something that I can't seem to come to terms with. How are you going to push a work permit for someone when many of these people, like I just mentioned, they're, they're here illegally. They don't have papers. They don't have documentation. They very well could have a criminal past. We're just going to allow them to go into different facilities and work like everyone else. Uh, oh, AOC also wants these people to have welfare benefits which also is insane considering we have hardworking people and also veterans in this country who don't even get proper benefits. Uh, we clearly realize the migrant crisis is getting out of control. Eric Adams has already says that the migrant influx this year alone going to cost the city $5 billion. And over the long run, it's going to be $12 billion per year. And in order to compensate for all of that money that, you know, you can't just pull out of thin air, they're going to have to slash the budgets for local agencies, including the NYPD, by 5% across the board. And that means no more overtime for these policemen or policewomen. And it makes no sense because right now we obviously are seeing a rise in crime in New York City. A lot of it we can attribute to the fact that there is a migrant crisis. Yet now we have police officers who are no longer going to be incentivized to do their jobs. I mean, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. But you walk around the city and it's like, you want to talk to me about fossil fuels right now? And you walk around the city and there's 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 homeless everywhere. The streets it's are disgusting. dirty. It's disgusting. I, I'm afraid to have my wife and children come into the city, you know, because of the violence, because of what's going on. And I, I definitely don't want to hear about fossil fuels uh, and how they, how they hurt the earth and I can't use a gas stove and all these crazy outlandish takes. Like, let's focus on the real thing. Let's focus on the real issues. Talk about these migrants. Let's talk about cleaning up the city and, and, and helping it be a better place. Yeah, I just... It makes no sense to me. We are taking landmark hotels. We are taking restaurants that people uh, worked really hard to build up and build a clientele. And now we're shutting all of them down uh, so that we can accommodate people that shouldn't even be in this country. Let's not forget that there was just a two week long manhunt for someone that shouldn't have even have been in this country. It was an illegal from Brazil. And yet all of these resources were put into tracking this person down. And they shouldn't even have been here in the first place. It's just wild to me that this is still being allowed to happen at the rate that it's happening. The border clearly needs to be shut down. And even Republicans, the ones who are pushing a more secure border, are doing absolutely nothing about it. They talk the talk. They do not walk the walk. Right. I mean, there's a huge epidemic going on right now. Uh, let's talk about the drugs that are, are, are inundating the United States coming across the borders, the fentanyl 
the homelessness. There's so many different issues that we need to address as a country rather than to distract ourselves and talk about fossil fuels. Uh, you know, it's, it's I'm not right. I'm not talking about fossil fuels. Yeah, I, I don't want to this, hear about this. That. Is, this is creating fossil fuels right here. Right. Uh, these cameras are creating fossil fuels. Or use are using no we're using we're using, we're using fossil fuel. I mean it's just it's absurd. Yeah. And uh, they don't have a solution. They just want it, want us to get rid of it. And um, the AOC is just one that tries to be her. She just wants attention. Or she does. And they keep giving it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 actually it's actually really crazy. Uh, now this last story, Eric, is just. I mean, talk about crazy. Uh, over the weekend. Cops busted a guy for playing with himself for an hour in broad daylight at a popular park in California. This 53-year-old man is a member of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. You all remember them? That was the group of drag queen nuns that were invited, then uninvited, and then reinvited by the LA Dodgers, and then awarded by the team with a Community Hero Award for their life-saving work. A, mocking nuns and the Catholic religion as a hobby is not life-saving work. And B, we already knew this group was entirely made up of creeps, but masturbating in a park while staring at children playing just solidifies all of this. The Dodgers obviously should be very ashamed of their decision to reverse course and honor these weirdos. And this should be a reminder to everybody out there that we have a duty to protect our children from sick predators like this guy in this group. Because it's clear even some of the most popular sports teams in America are not willing to do that. Yeah, it's a shame I'm, that the Dodgers allowed this to happen in the first place, but it does not surprise me that he, he was caught in the park masturbating. You know, there's the, the, someone from that group. I mean, they have no more. I'm sorry, anybody that that makes it their hobby to dress up in drag as a nun and mock a religion, I, I don't know that yeah. that there's, they have any ground to stand on. I mean, first of all, you shouldn't be awarded with any type of heroic award. You shouldn't promote it. Um, but this just shows how sick these people are. I mean, you have to be sick to want to taking that behavior as it is absolutely you have to be sick and then the, the the scary part is that there's a big organization like the los angeles dodgers who are known around the world that they will promote a group that would look down on the catholic culture would talk bad protests in the catholic culture be out here in parks in front of kids you know showing themselves that's it's embarrassing and it, it it's shows disgusting. we're a tough part, place in our society it's actually it's disgusting uh, so I don't know what I think the does the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, does this damage their reputation enough that people stop noticing them, giving them the clout that they want, inviting them, especially to functions like this where it is a family friendly event? Or do you think that we live in such a sick world that this is just going to be, you know, one more story in the news cycle? And then tomorrow, everyone still puts these these creeps. That's what they are on a pedestal and still allows them to come into environments where they could be very harmful yeah well i certainly hope that there this come this comes to an end you know somebody's got to stand up and say that this isn't right you know we can't continue to live our lives like this have a world out there where our children are being exposed to these things they're out here being praised uh by by sports organizations uh i hope that this is part of the the beginning of the end i want people to take this story and just tweet at the dodgers all day long like hey la dodgers these are the people you gave a lifetime. What is it? The what, what did I call it? The um, what was the exact thing? Uh, the community hero award for their life saving work. I don't know who you're saying. I don't know whose life you're saving, but you know, then so, so whoever is in charge of that, they, they, unbelievable. Have a come to Jesus moment. Unbelievable.
Um, anything else that that you're hot on that you want to, you know, drop a little bit of knowledge on before we get out of here? Well, you know, I, I am I am continuing to be excited about Colorado. They had a close game this week. Um, you know, a lot of celebrities, you know, back in this team. It's exciting. I, I played in the Pac-12. I went to Washington State University. I'm not even a fan of Colorado, and I and I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for their success. So Deion Sanders has done a great job with his with his uh, with Colorado and that football team. That's exciting for me. The NFL off to a great start. You know, this is a surprising start. Hopefully, no more quarterbacks go down. Yeah, please protect the quarterbacks. They're, they're the stars of the league. Yes, I'm a defender, and you know, I like to say that we deserve all the attention. But you know, you can't win without a good quarterback. And so, you know, hopefully some of those guys will start to, to get healthy and, and help their teams win. And and then Aaron Rodgers, they'll just we're just gonna put it out there. No chance he's back this season. No, I don't see I don't see any chance of him being back this season. Even if he does heal and they clear him, it's a big mental hurdle. You know, it's one thing to be cleared by the doctors to say, Oh yeah, you're healthy to go out there and play, but mentally to be able to get over there to to push off on that leg, uh, to have confidence that you're going to get hit by a 300-pounder and be able to pop back up, that's a big hurdle to cross. I think he's going to need an entire offseason after this, and, and hopefully he comes back for the job. Well, hopefully he's sitting under that red light right now, jumping in the cold plunge and uh, sitting on one of those electromagnetic mats. Get a hyperbaric chamber, too. Oh, yeah. That's, hyperbaric chamber. Have you done that before? I, I broke my leg when I was in Detroit, and they told me, a hyperbaric chamber helps speed up the process. So I bought a hyperbaric chamber. I slept in it for a couple hours every day. And, you know, believe it or not, about six weeks, I was running full speed. Wow. And I was on injured reserve and I couldn't come back off injured reserve because back then there was only one player designated for it. And uh, I was able to, to recover very fast. I'm a big proponent of hyperbaric. No, I don't. I sold it uh, to, to another player who, who was going to need it. But, uh, it does wonders. It does wonders for your brain, for healing. I, I shouldn't have sold it because, you know, I could definitely use it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, I want to try the hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric chamber is great. You go take a nap, bring your iPad. Wait, but that's not the um, the floating. Wait, you know, there's the one where you go in and you float. No. That's not it, right? No, it's not it. It's, it's a big chamber, and it's oxygen deprivation. It uh. helps for bring oxygen into your tissues. It helps you. It, it's like you go, like you're underwater, uh, super deep underwater, and it helps uh, promote uh, blood flow, it, it brings circulation. It's supposed to be great for mental health, uh, Alzheimer's, all, all these kinds. So, of- so basically, we need to put most of this country into it. Yeah, just just, <laughs> just seal off a whole city. Well, let's put the <laughs> the sisters <laughs> of perpetual indulgence in the hyperbaric chamber. Maybe it'll help them with their mental health it issues. Um, okay, well, that's gonna do it, Eric. Pleasure being here with you. Thank you. So uh, much. I wish the best of luck to your Jets. They're going to need it, and uh, my Colts also. Uh, not doing too hot after Anthony Richardson's now out in concussion protocol. So we'll see what happens there. But Gardner Minshew, uh, thank goodness we got a backup like him uh, coming in to save the day. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for being here. As you know, I have a little bit of a rule for you and we sign off each and every day. I need you to hit the subscribe button. Also, shoot me a like, leave a comment, tell me what you want to see on a future episode. I'm always up for hearing new ideas. Love hearing from you guys as well. And you know where to find me at Charlie on TV across all social platforms that will do it for today's episode of outkick the morning we'll be back right here tomorrow morning see you then